welcome to or welcome back to Immature. Today we are doing the long-awaited ep- sequel to the ep- first, first episode we did, which was Teachers versus Students. We did one back in middle school, back in the Seven, day. Seventh grade? Seventh, seventh grade. grade, that was yeah. so long ago. That was like two years ago. Yeah, that was oh like... Oh my god, we sound like such young people saying seventh grade two years ago. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um, but yeah, it has been, it's been a while since we... Before, actually COVID. three years ago. Before COVID. Really? Kind of. Almost, because we're, yeah, we're, we're almost sophomores. We are, so, we are so- elderly, guys. <laughs> yeah, elderly. Guys. Anyways, anyways, yeah. No, we're babies. Anyways. But yeah, we were interviewed four teachers? No, two. Two. We only interviewed Mr. Wallace and Mr. Strickland. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, but no, yeah, no, that no, was, no, if no, you were an OG, one. then you know. If not, then go back and listen to that one, because yes. it was a good one. This time over, we wanted to expand our horizons. We interviewed oh, yeah. four teachers. Four teachers, right? It's a good way. Yes. Yeah, it's a good way yes. to put it. We had to be four teachers um, back when the school year was actually in session, and yeah. we were going to finish the episode, but busyness and high school, and that got in the way, and then yeah. summer was really busy for all of us, but all yeah. four of us it's are here. It's actually been like over two months since we've yeah, recorded Yeah, it's been a lot. while, but so, all four of us are yeah. here for the first time in a while. Yeah. And this is we're our ready. last... Coming out with the... Oh, this is our, our last, last in-person in-person with, episode with Cassidy. Yeah. yeah. But there will... Don't worry, because she's moving, but there will be still more episodes with her. We're just going to record from a distance. Yeah. But yeah. Um, let's... Introduce ourselves. Hi, I'm Gianna. Oh, we forgot It's that. Shira. You have to say you again, right? It's no, Cassidy it's, and it's, it's Samir. There we go. Cassidy and it's okay. Samir, and you're listening to Immature. Okay, are being out of practice for a while. That it, that was actually that was the good. immature was good, but like that's the, as good as it's gonna get, guys. That's as good as it's no, gonna get. No, because normally it's Shira, Gianna, and me. No, 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 no it's Gianna, Gianna and me, Cassidy. Cassidy. We're, we're, we're out of practice, Wait, guys. Wait, no. Yeah, it's Gianna, Shira, Cassidy, me. Yes. Okay, let's. Introduce the teachers? Yeah. All right. Who, which teachers first? You can do your, your teacher first. Okay. So for the first teacher is the German teacher at our school. Her name is uh, Christy Stasek. My name is Christy Stasek. She teaches half on Zoom and half in person through both schools. Two schools. Two yeah. schools. Nice. And I teach German 1, German 2, German 3, German 4, and AP German 5. The next one is Miss Laura Strickland. Hi, I'm Mrs. Strickland. She <laughs> teaches... Um, a lot of classes. This semester I'm teaching uh, business management, web design, digital animation, personal finance, and the second semester of marketing in the virtual campus. And um, But unfortunately, she moved to a different school. <gasps> yes. I know. So we get like a little bit of a... It's, still, the it's okay. Still the we still love you, Ms. Strickland. Yes. Okay. And then the third teacher we interviewed is Mrs. Van, uh, well, Amy Van Mater Woodward, who is a science teacher at our school. All right, so I'm Miss V. I teach really two classes now. I teach the honors freshman science classes, and I teach another class called environmental um, sustainability, sometimes called environmental engineering. Um, and then Miss Borgsmiller, and she Kara is. Okay, yeah. And <laughs> is it Kara or Kara? No, I asked Kara. her. I asked her, is your name Kara or Kara? And she said, Kara. My name is Kara Borgsmiller. I teach English 4. I teach debate, public speaking, advanced debate, lit and film, creative writing. You name it, I do it. What do you find frustrating about high school students? <laughs> so, I love high school students. I have been teaching for 24 years, and I don't know like what life would be like if I wasn't surrounded by high school students. I don't want to say that I feel frustrated by high school students because I fully understand that they are at a point in their life that's very different from mine and their priorities are very different than the ones that I currently hold. Um, I think 
My biggest frustration is sometimes when I see kids that don't live up to their potential. Kids in our area have, not that they don't have struggles, but they in general have been given a lot of advantages and it kind of drives me crazy when I see kids that are not taking advantage of all that they've been given. To me, the most frustrating thing is when people just don't give a good effort. Like I know things can be difficult sometimes, but when people don't, or students don't even try to do something, that's probably the most frustrating to me. Um, I think it's just the age that um, there could be frustrations with um, just the development and what you're going through. I don't know. I don't want to sound harsh, but it's like that you feel you know everything or you feel that we have no clue what, what's, what you're going through, which we do, and we're just trying to help. Um, so a little bit of that resistance, um, thinking, you know, again, thinking you know it all, but also um, <clears throat> not wanting to take advice about things. Um, and that can cover a lot right. <laughs> the frustrations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like the biggest frustration is that students just don't seem to value their education as much as I think they probably could or should. Mm-hmm. Um, and as a result, they fixate more on grades um, or don't care about what we do day to day because it doesn't feel meaningful to them. And I do think part of that is on us as teachers to try to make it meaningful to them. But I think at the core of it, there's just sort of this disconnect between, like, n- the the intrinsic need or desire to, to know things. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just kind of feel like it's not important. Mm-hmm. And that is hard for us as teachers. Mm-hmm. So the first, like, I guess, like, rebuttal question or whatever is, <laughs> what do we find frustrating about high school teachers? And I know one thing I find frustrating about high school teachers is when they don't accept late work. Oh, yeah, this is just a disclaimer before we start. Oh, yeah, this is no hate. Disclaimer, no hate, no hate to any yeah, teacher. We We're love... not targeting anyone in particular. No, no, no. This is just in general. Okay, continue. Yeah, um, because sometimes, like, I'm really, really busy all the time. And so sometimes whenever I don't really have time to do, like, a certain homework because we have, like, so many classes to yeah. do homework in. And, like, I know teachers, for the most part, understand this. Um, and most of them have, like, a late work policy. We touched on this in the What Makes a Good Teacher episode, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, just, yeah, it, finds, it frustrates me whenever they don't, like, understand. Or, like, or they pass off my... Like, I guess they are excuses, but they're, like, legitimate excuses. Yeah. And, uh, like, I, un- I, guess- I understand that, like, sorry, but I understand oh, uh, teachers have their own curriculum. They have yeah. deadlines, and I know it's annoying when they have to grade work late because it's also annoying when we have to do homework late. Like, we understand that. But at the same time, it's like, especially for our freshman year, because it was like, yeah, I don't want to pull the COVID card, but the COVID card didn't get pulled a lot during this episode. COVID <laughs> screwed up our perception of school and our work ethic <laughs> and a so lot of those true. things. So, yeah, and especially freshman year is a lot of the time we took honors, a couple of us took honors classes for the very first time. Mm-hmm. So it's a very difficult, steep learning curve. So yeah. even just for the first semester, it, it, I, I still appreciated it very much when teachers were like, you can turn it in late or you can turn it in at, like you can turn it before the unit test or something like that, whatever your yeah. teachers did, something I like love, that. I love teachers like that. And you'll still get full credit or you can get half credit at least, something like that. Like I still accept half credit, but yeah. I love when teachers do that because it makes me 
feel a little bit more confident with the work like if yeah. I can if I'm just really I'm not busy. rushing to do yeah. it and I'm actually like understanding it yeah. I'm doing the work I'm comprehending it rather than just like rushing through it just yeah. trying to get the or just points. like yeah. memorizing things and like writing it down yeah yeah rather than understanding yeah did you I didn't this year I will I'm gonna pull the COVID card this year because I think so many students were behind and just weren't doing as well as uh, freshmen typically do in classes. Teachers definitely cut out a lot in like what they were teaching us. And so they were a lot more lenient and they would just let, for example, late work fly a lot more. Yeah. So honestly, this year I didn't have anything that was like particularly frustrating with any of my teachers. Um, and I was also just really lucky to have a lot of good teachers. So. Yeah, I think there's no, there's, there wasn't a single teacher this year that I just, like, didn't like, like, No, yeah, like, yeah. All the well. teachers, I mean, there were teachers that I liked more than others, but, of course, that'll always happen the same way teachers like some students more than others. But there wasn't, like, a single teacher that was like, mm-hmm. I don't like this class, I don't like the <clears> teacher <throat> at all, like, terrible, like, I didn't have a class like that. Yeah. But one thing that I also get frustrated with, and I assume this goes the same way with teachers, is teachers that don't check their email or teachers that don't or have, like, office hours, quote-unquote office hours that are, like... <laughs> minuscule or like minute okay. and tiny wait can I explain it's, what's the yeah but for one second but like because we did summer school and summer school was asynchronous for us Gianna's having a full body reaction right now I know <laughs> summer school is an exhibit summer school teachers were asynchronous so they set up office hours and let me tell you do you want to tell them okay, you can yeah. tell them. okay so like um one of my teachers had an office hour and her office hour was like no time at all it was like you have to contact me between 9.35 and 9.36. Like, that was, like, <laughs> literally like the that. time. That's it so wasn't true. like that, but it was, was a very like, small amount of time. Yeah, and Samir, he gave a great example, but he was like, the office hours for my teacher are literally when I have tennis practice, so I can't contact my teacher. Unless I, like, schedule the email to send. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Schedule them. Um, so, it was just um, irritating, but I understand, like, it was summer, yeah. so. But in general, and now, because this guy, me and Gianna have been needing to send out specifically Gianna like I've just been helping her write them but Gianna's been sending out a lot of emails oh, oh my gosh so a lot many of emails, emails these past couple of days with, uh, regarding, I know what it feels like to be an adult now regarding a wide variety of topics so when teachers don't respond or when teachers take a while to respond or when they send an out of office and then message, I have to write more emails to more people and then you it's have, like, just you like you have to email around that obstacle <laughs> and then you have to send a blast email out to everyone and say hi all <laughs> hi it's all literally, <laughs> and, and, it's a whole thing so um and I Teachers, like, I, I know teachers, I know teachers are, when students don't check their email, teachers get annoyed too, right? So it goes yeah, both ways. Practice so what but to teach. be fair, the teacher who I was emailing, um, she she said she forgot to press send. And yeah, she does yeah, that yeah. a lot. She, she was they even about, like, shoot me an email ex- again if I forget to press send. Oh my god, I do that all the time. I write texts in my head. And oh yeah, all the time, yeah. In my head, I do that all the time. I, like, see the <laughs> message on my, like notification and I respond and I never yeah yeah. Yeah, I I did that like five times today yeah that's why like I don't respond to people for hours anyways next question yeah next question do you do you know your students like maybe feel about you well (laughs) (laughs) uh sometimes (laughs) uh no (laughs) I would hope that they would say that number one I care about them um and that I want them to do well um I would say some of them probably feel like I'm a little strict or I follow the rules um, maybe a little bit more than they want to. It's a German thing to do, though. Yeah, it's kind of a German thing to do. 
I mean, I, I would say after I've build, re, built relationships with them, you know, after a few weeks or a couple months, like I can kind of get a feel for how people, um, uh, what opinion they have about me. It's really hard, like the first day or so when you meet new students. I have come to learn that when students initially meet me, they find me quite intimidating, which I think is, uh, <laughs> like, yes. Um, which I find very weird because I don't view myself that way at all. Um, but I, I do think that once students get to know me, they realize that I'm pretty laid back about most things and not scary. I would. Um, I think some, yes, for some kids. Um, some students I build a relationship with, I think I know. Others I don't necessarily know. And I also know too that, again, going back to like the teenage mind, I have to re remind myself that if I feel like, oh, you know, I don't think that they really, you know, dig me or anything, I also know too, like, maybe that student just doesn't connect with adults or is it's not me personally, it's just they're not interested in building a relationship with a teacher and everything like that. So um, for the most part, I think, think I can. Um, gauge that. Do we know how our teachers feel about yes. us? Yes. I think for the most part, yes. yes. Um, I think so, yeah. It's so obvious. So I don't, like, clearly just, know in my head teachers... what they think about me, but, like, I'm going to be honest, I'm a pretty good student, and, like, I go out of my way to talk to teachers and, like, kind of suck up to them a little Browser. bit. But <laughs> I also do like all of my teachers, and so I have a feeling they all like me, and I really all like them, so. Guys, I have an idea. We should do this episode, like, the same type of episode with coaches. Okay, anyways, anyways, anyways. Um, yes, some teachers are more, um, what's the word? They're more expressive. They're more expressive. And some of them, like, I know for, like, a fact, like, they don't like me or they're my favorite student. But other teachers, it's, like, I fall in the gray area yeah. where it's, like, they treat me with respect, but they don't, like, hate me. But And they also don't, like, herald me to high heaven. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So, I mean, it's not a bad thing to know whether or not your teachers hate you. I mean, as long or not. Okay, how I don't teachers... think teachers hate. I mean, no, sorry, I don't didn't mean to say hate you. I yeah, mean, I, it's not a bad. At thing At least to I not know, know my teachers. Like they, I mean, if they did hate someone, I guess it was in their head. But yeah. they like didn't actively yeah, be like, yeah, yeah. I hate you, Timmy, or whatever the student's name. Yeah, is. and like, the whole point of being a teacher is supposed to you're supposed to be unbiased. Yeah, you're supposed yeah. to. And like, I was just really lucky that like my relationships with my teachers were just as great and i like really yeah. liked all of them yeah, and so oh my god but you all that teacher like this random teacher that always shows like favoritism for like the three yeah. most like loud yes like, <laughs> like girl but i think as long as it does they don't let it affect their teaching or yeah. their yeah. grading it's not that big of a deal yeah. yeah definitely don't let it affect your grading which i don't think it does okay. anyways all right what's one thing as a teacher you feel you need to improve on one thing is that you don't feel i need to improve on um, organization. <laughs> as as uh, this morning, even I had a giant stack of papers that I needed to file away, and I I just kept piling things higher and higher, and I just knocked it on the floor in front of everybody. It was pretty embarrassing. It was like during <laughs> class today. <laughs> I would say, I mean, there's a couple. Th I I'm my own worst critic, so like I. I automatically like think of I'm like oh the, here's the litany of things that I probably should be better at and it's every year I'm like I need to get better at you know providing timely feedback and um and like setting up some higher expectations and the consequences when expectations aren't met 
Um, and that, I think that all kind of goes into feedback too. So it's like, it, that is really the, the biggest area that I'm always like, need to get better at that. Um, I feel like I am in a constant struggle to stay caught up. And so I feel like I have a lot of like fun, cool ideas, but the time to get those in place is not always there. And I struggle with the follow through on some things. So I would say following through and making things more active. Yeah. Hard to do when it's not on Zoom. <laughs> so. I'm constantly making changes and asking for feedback from my students about the curriculum that I that I teach because I I know that <laughs> I can be better at that. Um, I think in particular I could be better with guided practice because I do a lot of just like giving information and then saying like go do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that in between time, which I try to use, but I do it more independently. So mm-hmm. it really ends up being only for students that ask for the help as opposed to all students. Mm-hmm. So I think that could be something I could definitely work on. Mm-hmm. What's one thing as a student we feel we need to improve on? Time management. Yeah, procrastination. Procrastination oh, yeah, is like, 100%. That's especially with summer school. I actually kind of like that we held out this episode for so long because going through summer school gives, taught gave me, me, me taught, so yeah. much. Um, so in our health class, yeah. we could, um, you had all week to do work and then like Sunday night at 11.59, everything would be due. For the so, entire week. Yeah, for the entire week. Well, Gianna. I would wait till Sunday night at like 10 o'clock to start doing my work. Gosh, I did that. And then I have to like depend on people to like help me out with work and stuff like that. Yeah. And so. Don't, don't do that. I was just not <laughs> responsible on my end. And I am, I do feel bad that I did that. I think what happened was at the beginning of the year, like first semester, I was doing great. I was so time management. I was so, I was like the epitome of finishing work on time and being a good student. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Second semester hits, all that flies out of the window. I'm like, now I'm staying up at night, finishing work, finishing outlines for an English project, finishing math assignments, finishing everything. Like right before it's due, and week-long projects get crunched down to the span of one day, and I, yes, start sacri- I start sacrificing sleep and social life, and like it's like not. The Romeo and Juliet project, I was writing, I don't really care if um, my teacher knows because I'm, not, I'm probably not gonna have her again in my high school experience because she doesn't teach any of the classes I'm gonna take. Anyways, in the Romeo and Juliet project, I was doing my script while, um, while she was like looking at it. Like she was like doing progress <laughs> checks oh, I to make sure to that. make, and I, I hadn't written anything. So no, she was doing a progress check and I was writing. document. It's like Dude, Big Brother. It's no, no, so no. scary. Oh so my scary. god! No, the number one life hack I have for everyone listening is make a copy. Make a copy of your work and just paste it on. Because then I hate when you can it. use. Oh, I forgot to paste it on. As an excuse is why okay, the progress yeah, check isn't I, there. I actually do that a lot, but then I've never actually made a copy oh, and actually worked on it. I remember. So we had like... That's actually a pretty smart, Kessel. Like, I always do it. That's all, all, of, all of semester two to do... Um, a tr- like to plan a trip to Germany as part of our final in German class. And, like um, the ping project. Yeah. And I didn't do it at all. Like all of semester two, like I didn't do it. And so the night before my final, I did the project. 
and it was really bad because we had to practice like recording and practice presenting it and stuff like that and it had nothing on my slides and here's the thing also- so i was just saying random like german things it was just not <laughs> good true. but and like then, the ping then- project oh sorry yeah. no, you, you, the ping project in general that was also like a big downfall of mine in both semesters because whenever whenever teachers introduce like a project or a big thing that's due at like the end of a semester or, like the end of a month or the end of a unit What's gonna end up happening is I'm not I'm gonna forget about it and it's not gonna register in my head until like it's already like literally the week I out stayed or like I that. stayed up till three a.m. the day before it was due <laughs> like on Facetime with I my friend that. doing it because I hadn't done I I had you no had to listen, leave for vacation I had the data the sheet I had the data sheet um I had the data sheet done this semester one. and like yeah the data she done and like half of the daily life profile and that's, that's like it. nothing if you don't know, know what the ping project is like that's yeah like um nothing there were like that. six or seven other sections and each one of them took quite a while to do and i did yeah, yeah i did that too and yeah. i got like I a think, 75 on it i um, think the first semester like one was like, it's because I, I was in portugal and i didn't want to do it i think the first <laughs> i think the first semester portfolio was harder than the second semester portfolio it, second semester thousand percent, yeah. Yeah, i procrastinated i mean i did it last night but like i did some of it earlier and also i slayed in the second one because she she called me in class and i i actually didn't know anything Thing, but I made things up that I like randomly. Oh, I money. Like, yeah, <laughs> I've seen that all day. She's like, I'm Oh like, no, the economic like state of Malawi is dependent on the backbone of these women. I made it up, and she <laughs> ate it up. She I ate actually, it up. I used what I okay, I was I found it so surprising because I literally used what I you. I used what I learned in my ping project for the AP test. Literally, isn't that crazy? It's like I, it I know, I know, it's not. I know it's not supposed to be like a big realization for us, but like it was actually a big realization. To be like, oh, like the things oh that God. I learned in class can actually be used on tests. Oh, guys, yeah, look <laughs> okay. at that. Uh, okay. Um, do you think you inspire your students? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I really do. I I always say like education is one of those things where like. You're constantly questioning if you did it right, if you made an impact, if you did something good, like always, constantly. Mm -hmm. And then there's going to be that one kid that comes to visit you after they graduated and they're like, hey, thanks. Mm -hmm. It's like that one kid that comes every four years and you're like that moment, that moment right there has to like sustain you (laughs) for the next four. Um, So, I mean, I hope so. I hope I do. That's that's the goal ultimately, right? I think sometimes, yes. I can't say that, you know, I, I've inspired every single student I've come across. I think the, the best relationships I've had with students are when I've had them as a freshman and then they take my, my environmental engineering class later on. And it just gives us a better opportunity to um, get to know one another. And I think at that point, when, you know, you're a junior or senior, it's, it's easier to inspire someone because uh, they're closer to knowing what they want to do. I hope so. I have several students who wanted to go to Germany with me, um, unfortunately to cancel that trip, but they were super excited to go to Germany with me. And I have students who follow, keep up with me on Facebook and stuff like that. So I hope that I am an inspiration to them. So do our teachers inspire us? Do we think our teachers inspire us? Yes. Yes. Like certain teachers have like my, okay, for example, my third grade teacher, I had hated reading my whole entire life, but my third grade teacher like made it sound so fun and it made it like, it was like a movie in your head and she was like she would tell me all these different things that made me love reading and now i'm kind of a reading nerd <laughs> really? I think, I'm kind of a, yeah i actually do read all the time we I touched we that. touched on this a little bit in the what makes a good teacher episode but a good teacher can change your life yeah, like that's a, so true. and also a bad teacher can change your life too um, teachers like yeah go, go. sorry 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 go ahead you can, you can go. Uh, i was gonna say well my choir teacher 
he he's not gonna be teaching at West anymore, but at our school anymore. But he's one of the like most inspiring people like in my life. He says just he has like the best things to say about life, and he gives the best advice ever. And I like he's forever changed my life. And same with my German teacher, honestly, she's a great teacher. I love her so much. And Miss Borgsmiller is amazing. You know who? Oh my god! Oh you my know gosh, who? I, our fourth grade teacher. I, okay, I love her more than you do. She made me love reading. <laughs> I love her more than you, Gianna. Ha ha ha! I love her more than you. Um. Anyways, that's funny. My um, fifth grade teacher was also amazing. My, my fourth grade teacher made me start love reading, and then after fourth grade, yeah. all my teachers made me love reading. Wait, my less. third grade teacher oh. was also guys. I really guys. My third grade teacher. teacher. I really I did like my third grade teacher. He was really nice. And he like taught me like how to be a nicer person. Nobody can for, be nicer. Okay, <laughs> another I was, like, example. A jerk. Another example, Miss Strickland. I seriously, yeah. I seriously would have never thought about going into business like as a future, like a possible future career path. But if um, it wasn't for her, if it wasn't for her, because um, FBLA and all that, that yeah. made me like consider doing business later. Yeah. It's actually one of my so meetings. good teachers can inspire you. Yeah. So get inspired, kids. Do you prefer teaching virtual or in person and why? Oh my gosh, in person. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, I teach both. I've had a virtual section both semesters this year. Um, there are ups and downs to both. Like, <laughs> for instance, if you finish early, like you have 10 minutes left, what do you do in an in-person class other than just like sit around, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the kids on the virtual school can leave, right? So, I mean, it feels like a more effective and efficient use of your time, mm-hmm. which is good. But um, it is absolutely impossible to communicate with black boxes. Um, to, when you say, do you understand? And you literally stare at a blank box with a name on it and they don't respond to you at all. Mm-hmm. Now, to be fair, that happens in person too. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least sometimes people will give you like a nod or a glance or a look. Um, mm-hmm. And that alone, I think, makes in-person teaching a lot easier. I definitely prefer teaching in person. You just get to know students so much better and you get to build that relationship but that's a lot harder on Zoom. And um, even when I'm with people, like definitely every day or that I'm seeing kids overall on, so last year our schedule was crazy with the only a quarter and it was yeah. all felt rushed. But um, even on Zoom, like the camera, I can't see your facial expressions um, right. a lot. And then when people are Zooming in from home, oftentimes I don't see their faces at all. So, um, I definitely prefer in-person teaching. Hard enough as is with masks. Yes. <clears throat> um, there's pros and cons of both. Uh, in-person, um, I'm much more about relationships um, with, with um, students and, and not just with, you know, between me and the students, but just seeing this, the students interact too. And, and I feel like I get to know them a lot better obviously than in the virtual setting. That is my biggest um, problem with virtual setting is the disconnect, right? The distance between you and um, the students. There are some pros. I feel like, you know, like classroom management isn't a problem with virtual because Mm -hmm. there is no physical classroom. Whereas I know that kids could be off task and doing whatever, but it's not interrupting what I'm trying to do. So, there's um, less of that, and I mean, it is kind of nice to have. I feel like there, you, I have a little bit of um, not privacy. I don't want to say privacy, but like 
alone, you know, mm -hmm. like I can, yeah. you know, manage my time a little bit more. I have more control over the time mm -hmm. than I do here. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, just because it's it's difficult on both ends from a student perspective and uh, a teacher perspective to just build relationships. There's just no way you can build a rapport with people uh, through a computer screen. Do we prefer virtual or in person? In person. Why? In person. Oh, no, I yeah. I feel like we've in answered person. this like four times. We've always we answered this like, like uh, many times, yeah. but we've been very vocal that we are in person yeah. people. And also in that like interviewing our friends episode where we like called people and they're. And we asked them if they prefer virtual or in person. That was literally just Colin and Colin. No, it was Colin right? and Colin. It was Caitlin and Ava too, and it was um. Oh, seriously. A girl from my. It was school. a girl from. Oh yeah. Did we ever we, post that? Yeah, we did. That was actually a good episode. I liked it. We interviewed like I more than. Posting. We interviewed like more than two people. I think someone took it down because I don't. We can check to see if it's up. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, we have been very vocal in the past about. Well, that's not my phone. Girl, <laughs> you've moved the thing. Sorry. It's okay. Um, you've been, we've been very vocal in the past about preferring virtual, but, like, why, guys? Why? Um, I think I prefer um, in person oh, a so lot better because yeah. when I was online, I could just, like, easily grab my phone, look at other things, yeah. Yeah. like, whatever, so play video games if you like. Distracted when you're, when you're virtual. And... And there's more motivation in in-person school because there's like everyone around someone you have it. to face yeah. if you don't if yep. you don't do work you have to like actually physically talk to people. Like when yeah. I just, when I see and that's people, embarrassing. When I so. see people <laughs> and when I like get to talk to real life people instead of people through a Zoom screen, like I automatically just get more motivated and feel better. Yeah, better about it. We could make a whole episode about why we don't like virtual. But school. I'm sure we have, and I'm probably sure we talked <laughs> about it. Like we, we pretty much like if you if you aggregate all the minutes that we've talked about this from all of it would be like all of our episodes. It'd be like longer than all really? our episodes That's... combined. Yeah. I don't like the like the homework and stuff that they give us in in person, but I like the social aspect. And also, yeah. if I don't understand the concept, it's so much easier to talk to them in person yeah, rather yeah. than having an email so back true. and forth. Or yeah. like the embarrassment of like being in a Zoom call and no no one is talking. It's just like black oh screens. God, I feel so bad. Oh, I feel bad for the teacher, but it's also just like embarrassing and awkward. Oh, I do have the hiccups like That's, really badly. Yeah. Um, okay. Ah! okay. <laughs> if you scare someone, the hiccups go away. Okay. They haven't gone away. They have. <laughs> no, I just hiccup. Oh. Okay. What changes have you noticed in the classes of 2019, 2020, and 2021, like work ethic, interest in the content, participation, engagement, and anything else? Unfortunately, I, I have seen a dramatic decline in mm -hmm. all of those things. Um, and we, this is a topic of discussion all the time with teachers, um, and I, my husband's a teacher too, so even at home we kind of talk about it, and, and, I, and I talk to my kids. I have an eighth grader and a sophomore. And I talk to them about it too, like how are things going for them? What are they seeing? How, you know, their perspective. And I mean, consensus is we do, we see um, disengagement. I see um, some really bad habits have developed, you know, in, um, in a sense where we're dis disregarding what's going on in the class, whether the teacher is trying to instruct or guide you if it's not part of your agenda, and I'm saying your, not no, you, yeah, yeah. your in general, um, that it, it doesn't, they don't care. They're just, everyone's on their own agenda. Mm -hmm. And that makes a class very, very difficult sometimes. Mm -hmm. And I mean, dealing with late work and follow through and 
all of that. It, it, I've definitely seen an increase in all of those things. And I think it's just a little bit of, you know, some bad habits that formed that were kind of like in a survival mode when we were in this really unknown, unprecedented time. But now that we're trying to get back some of the normalcy or things that we know we need, it's kind of hard because it's like now we have to like undo some of those bad habits. Less of a willingness to try. People, yes. what I've noticed over the last couple of years, and it could be for various reasons, right? Lack of academic um, background because we've missed out on so much. It could just be the pandemic and anxiety, but just I, I noticed that people really just give up a lot quicker. Mm -hmm. And that kind of relates back to my, my original thing about uh, when people just don't even try. Um, it, it's kind of frustrating, but yeah, definitely anxiety. I can just see it from people mm -hmm. and uh, people just give up a lot quicker now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I will, I mean, at least not just from the perspective of the classroom, but I also coach speech and debate. Mm -hmm. um, we've been competing virtually since t March of 2020. Mm -hmm. um, and there just isn't the same kind of like dedication or focus or desire to put in the work and the effort that I've seen before. Um, and I hope that that's just an offshoot of the virtual competition. But I do think that's the same in the classroom. Like, I mean, the biggest change, honestly, is like the lack of executive functioning skill. Mm -hmm. Like quite literally like being able to say, I need to sit here and I should take notes and I should focus and I should write this down in my calendar because it's due tomorrow. I mean, I had a class last semester where there were like groups of girls just in the center of the classroom making TikTok videos in the middle of class. And it's like, guys, you are not in your bedroom. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like we are in a school, in a classroom. Um, and so I just think that lack of ability to just kind of think about what you're doing mm -hmm. and like taking control of your own actions <laughs> mm -hmm. has been a struggle. And I think we need to take time to teach it, but unfortunately we haven't really been given much time to do so. <laughs> um, fortunately, I think COVID has, and being away from in-person classes, and it was so much easier to disengage when yeah. students were virtual and on, at home. And I... Not all students, but I feel like a lot of them now when things get hard, they're much more likely to just shut down, walk away, um, and not turn stuff in. The assignment completion, I think if you talk to most teachers. How have our learning habits changed? Homework completion has gotten less and- They've gotten bit. worse. Yeah, it's 2022 like, now, so. Yeah, question is engagement, but yeah. Wait, there's no way. Sticking through things when they get hard. We interviewed the features in 2022, right? Yeah. We did? Yeah. Because this was winter time, so it's the oh, end of That's so weird. Wow, it's been that long since. <laughs> that's. You can see how long this episode's been in the uh, in the oven for like decades. Oh <laughs> yeah, my god, a long time. But okay. More than half a year. Two years since the last episode, plus an extra like six months. Yeah. I, I feel like oh I'm echoing like everything we've already said, but procrastination stuff. Because when you're virtual, you don't you can like do your assignments last minute like there's no teacher standing over your shoulder like forcing you to do it like breathing down your neck yeah um which i'm not a fan of that now but um now that we're back in person and we do have people trying to do progress checks and like looking at yeah. what we're doing along the way and we're so procrastinating it is not a good mix no yeah. not at all learning how because school's gotten harder and expectations have gotten more and more but like our work ethic and our ability to like 
finish work on time and to like be engaged in class has yeah. like declined. And Especially like, since now there's like no excuse to not <laughs> because COVID's over, like mostly. I mean, COVID's it's not over, over, over but it's like mostly we're gonna over. be sophomores now, so there's no right. Like, so there's really no excuse for us to not be like on top of our game. I mean, how long are we gonna keep pulling this stupid COVID card? For a while. Exactly. I mean, but, like, we, like, but since it's over, we really have no excuse. But we never really, like, fully. Yeah. COVID, like, just, like, robbed fully us. Fully recovered from, I don't know if we, I, we have to, like, relearn. I don't think we'll, I don't being think. Being good students. It'll be a long time until we fully recover, yeah. like, our work ethic and everything pre-COVID. Like, I don't think. It's like we have to finally take accountability at some point. But school like school will never be the same. No, as it no, was not at all. COVID, like ever, like even after COVID is like completely hundred percent gone, like school will still be different, and we will still be suffering the consequences. Um, how has it become harder teaching over COVID? Uh, well, like I said, it, uh, people tend to not. There's just a lot of excess things outside of the classroom. Like there's so much anxiety from sicknesses or people losing jobs or deaths in the family that it, it just, it, there's that anxiety across adults and students that have made things more, more difficult um, in terms of being able to cover as much things. So I think I've, I've reassessed um, what's really important and I, I try not to just keep, keep on chugging along when I notice that people um, are frustrated or, or anxious about something. Um, I would say the ever-changing um, guidelines and 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 we're in this like every I feel like every week is like an unknown thing you know like what's going to happen um who's going to be there who's not going to be there juggling that juggling the you know students that are have missed class and then me I was out (laughs) you know myself so it's like just you know trying to juggle all of that um and it's not fun teaching in a mask all day. I, for you know, I'm a supporter of it, but it is. It's just another layer of things, um, and managing that, managing it in the classroom is is another um, aspect. You know that it's things that we've never had to worry about before. Um. So first, there was the disengaged that like not being near each other and um then last year we were still spread out so we were not doing things hands-on as much and then now for me personally I have people in two different buildings so like some games that we used to play it's hard to do when you have people in two different buildings so um I think just some of that the more hands-on stuff is we can't do yeah. How has it become harder learning over COVID? Well, COVID's over now, but... But progressively through time. Even after COVID is over, it's still like... I know I know. when we say COVID is over, I know there's still cases happening and things, but COVID has diminished. The lockdown so. is like over. Lockdown's Quarantines are done. Over. Yeah, quarantines are over. Yeah. I think it's not even a pandemic anymore. It's just an no. epidemic. Um, yeah, like they sent out... Our, our school district sent out an email being like, we're going to treat it as if it was like any other... Sickness. Yeah, sickness. Yeah. Um, but yeah, COVID really just made things, I feel like it just made school 
in like every way, shape, or form. Like in any way that it could have gotten harder, it got harder because of COVID. Yeah. Academically, physically. Um, in the moment, it was like, oh, yay, we're missing school. And then afterwards, we're like, oh my gosh, we I don't know like, what's happening in high school. We were on yeah, like literally. a high. Like at the end, like spring break. Spring break 2020, we were like, yay, no school, virtual, and now we're just, like, struggling to stay afloat. That's so Because, funny. like, it's crazy how, like, this Seventh butterfly... Seventh grade was fine, and then eighth grade was, like... It just progressively got worse and worse over yeah. time. So I'm praying... Actually, freshman year wasn't that bad. Yeah, freshman year was fine, but, like, in, I'm really just hoping because they're going to amp up these, cl- these course loads um, starting in sophomore year, so I'm kind of worried about, like, um, if I'll be able to, you know, still balance everything. Um, but yeah, it, it, de- it definitely has gotten harder to learn. And I think students- Wait, guys, what core classes are you signing up for? Sorry, yeah. so... Girl. Sorry. Um, we'll, we'll talk about that We'll later. talk about that after. Sorry. You're good, you're good. You're good. Okay. How have you had to adapt the curriculum over COVID? Yeah, so definitely this year. Well, last year was weird because we were on a quarter system last year, but mm-hmm. I've just not been able to cover quite as much this year as I have in the past. And... I'm not quite sure what that is, <laughs> why that is. Oh my gosh. Well, the quarter system, I mean, I had to like nix half of my curriculum for all of my classes, mm-hmm. which was also enlightening, right? Because like when you realize you can cut out stuff, it's like, oh, did I ever really need that in the first place? <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's always an interesting piece of that. Um, but I have, I mean, I, like I said, I'm always changing things, but especially in English 4, I mean, I've basically abandoned everything I've ever done and come up with completely new things. Because I just want them to, like, be engaged. Like, I'm not even so concerned about the skills anymore, right? So it's just about them, like, being willing to do work and understand how to manage themselves is more important than, you know, teaching them some advanced English skill. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, curriculum has definitely shifted. (laughs) Um, For us, uh, we've kind of, we've trimmed things. We've made things a little bit lighter just because we know that everybody's, we're, we can't go from zero to a hundred, you know, because um, we adapt, adopted everything and adapted everything while we were virtual, and and we know that we can't just like ramp right up. Um, so, changing that a little bit, and um, again, as regulations change too, and as guidelines change, and as you know, uh, policies in the school change, like we're not able to do some of the you know the field trips and that kind of changes things too. have guest speakers. Um, so changing some of the activities that we would normally do in the class because of, to fit those has been, you know, a big one. A learning gap is kind of a bad term, but there was a significant amount of time in 2020 when kids weren't really learning much at all because of COVID, not that they weren't trying and teachers were trying. Um, and then last year we had a semester or a quarter to do what we normally do in semester. So we've just lost a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And we, because of that, kids in my classes haven't learned as much as they have in previous years. Um, so trying to adapt, slow down, but try to keep things challenging and try to keep on pace with what we're supposed to be doing. So um, hard to balance. It. Yes. Has this adapted curriculum that the school has put in place been effective? Y'all. I mean... They're trying to make, I think they adapted the curriculum to Can be more on. Can somebody answer the splinter out for me? I, I got you. I got you to do it. <laughs> keep going. Keep going. <clears throat> I think they adapted the curriculum now to be more on par with um, 
like where students learning was when they came into freshman year of high school like a lot of students were pretty far behind and um so like they made things i guess you could say like a lot easier yeah so like when writing essays in english class like our english teacher was kind of holding our hand through all of that yeah or like in science class, we'd have to relearn and review so much stuff, like the same unit over and over again. Yeah. Or like. The divide is very per- prominent between like honors and non-honors classes because yeah. in honors classes, I think they simplified the curriculum a little bit, but but we were still moving at a pretty fast pace compared, at least compared to non-honors classes. Like we were moving yeah. much faster and right. covering a lot of curriculum. And. I don't know. My question was: Was it just the freshman non honors classes that were suffering like that, or was it all of them? Oh, non honors. Oh, I would think it was all of them. Uh, sophomores yeah. as well, but freshmen was the worst by far. I think from from what I heard from some of the. Teams. And again, COVID. Yeah. Is Ooh. how like literally you can blame like a ninety nine percent of all the academic problems that students face can be blamed somehow on COVID, and it's insane yeah. how that is a thing that can. But you know, it's what happens. Okay. How do I pause it? I think that it's not so much, it's not so much that they can all be blamed on COVID, but so much that they can be exacerbated by COVID. Because the school system still had so many issues before COVID. Oh, the pandemic has totally brought out and made the issues worse. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. COVID like amplified issues that were kind of already there. Yeah, and or go ahead. Not at all. I have to say. No, I don't really have to say. Okay. What is something that you have learned from teaching high school over COVID? I think the biggest takeaway is how important it is for us to build relationships and to be able to strengthen those relationships. And it was really, really hard when I I taught students for four years and then in March they were gone and I didn't ever get to see them again. Mm -hmm. And to not have that at the end of the school year, not to have that goodbye, that formal, you know, and even last year, when we were doing the quarters, I had to bid farewell to some of my seniors in March. So that just felt weird. Um, so that the time being together and the importance of relationships, I think, has really come out closer or more stronger to me since we've dealt with COVID. I think that I've learned to put what I teach in perspective. Like, does this particular topic really matter? Like, or is it something I could, I could, push off and not cover, right. if that makes sense. Like, there are bigger issues than me teaching honors freshman science. Right. Like, there are other things going on, and I have to kind of be aware of that. Mm-hmm. And I might not have been as aware of that before COVID. Right. Um, that I think, um, like, the teaching community is pretty supportive, um, and it's it's okay to you know ex- express frustration it's okay to try to you know um, try different things too and um, the most important thing is the health and the well-being the mental health the physical health of teachers and students and just fostering these relationships like really that's the core like that's the core of what you're going to get out of high school yeah content's important but it really is a back burner to everything else um 
Well, I will say uniquely, I also had my second child over COVID. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And so being at home and kind of like rearranging schedules, not having debate after school every day because we were at home, um, kind of made me reevaluate how I spend my time and the importance of my family. Mm -hmm. And that what we do here is incredibly valuable, but it can't replace, you know, those parts of your life. So the last one is, what is something that we learned from being in a high school over COVID? The, the importance of normal school, honestly. Yeah. Like, the so, importance oh yeah. of... That's good. Like, not... I just learned never to take things, things for granted, for granted yeah, anymore. For sure. Like, just not just cool, like, anything. Because it's pre- like... Um, sorry, I was going to say, like, I appreciate my education now. Like, beforehand, yeah. I did, really didn't like... Like, well, it was like school is a school, chore. Like, yeah. It was felt like not fun, but then I was like, now I'm like really, really, really wish that I had that old school yeah. system back. Yeah, and I, I I used to love the thought of like asynchronous school, like oh I don't have to do my work until I feel like it. But then like when I it was like I don't do my work at all. Exactly. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. I, I never feel the like the ripple it. effect. Yeah. And even now, like it just ripples out and it just becomes super, super, super. Another difficult. thing, this yeah. is like really random and specific, but um, I learned how to write an essay a lot better because, um, because after COVID, when we went back to like freshman year, yeah, um, our teacher had to review in depth, kind of our English teacher had to review in depth, kind of how to write an essay because a lot of students had for like gotten basic essay writing skills, and I'm actually really glad that she did because. That's something so, like, simplistic that for some reason, like, I kind of forgot how to do. Yeah. yeah. So, I, that, that's something that's random, but I did, like, relearn how to do that. Yeah. But, um, the biggest thing is just, like, to not take things for granted, to appreciate the education that you do have, even yeah, if it does right, have its yeah. flaws. At least, at least, at at least, least we, we're learning something. At least it may not be the school. best, but we're learning something. Yeah, yeah. and we, we learned how to adapt to new situations. Yeah, because actually, we really had to adapt a lot. We for did. COVID. It was a very, very <laughs> unprecedented thing. That word, the use of the word "unprecedented" ever since March twenty twenty has skyrocketed. Seriously, through the roof. Everyone I and their grandmothers loved word. using. I like that word. I think that it word. Sounds, yeah. makes me sound professional. Um, yeah. What I was going to say was. Oh. She's trying to scare the hiccups out of me and it's not working. You it will work. Me, Shira. <laughs> no, it will work. Okay? okay. One of these times it's going to work. Anyways, anyways. I, so I guess, the, I forgot what I was going to say, but I guess what we learned was like the importance of, of education, not to take it for granted, yeah. and exactly. the appreciation of teachers. Yes, yes, yes. I appreciate yes. teachers very, so much. Yeah. Very much like, that. I don't know if you, I don't know what the statistics are, but after COVID, a lot of teachers have, like, had to quit because it's just so much for them. And so, like, like a shortage. Yeah, yeah, there are. And, like, Tria was talking to me the other day, and her brother's in middle school, and she said, like, a lot of her brother's friends, or her brother's teachers, um, have decided to quit and go to MasterCard because they just, like, can't handle teaching anymore. Mastercard, like Mastercard. Mastercard hires like a lot that's of people. That's, that's where your like, oh, yeah. mom works. Anyways, so I know quite a few people who have like oh, yeah. things. My like, uncle works there. Anyways, that's a very specific thing to do. Like they're all putting <laughs> and going to Mastercard. I know. They hire a lot of people. But anyways, but my point was, um, it's like a lot of teachers can't handle it, which is understandable. Kids are a lot to handle. That's um, true. But that just makes me appreciate all the teachers that I have who yeah. have stuck with us and dealt with us being crazy yeah so bottom line even though our education system has flaws and there are 
some days, like most days, when we're like, I don't want to be here. Why am I doing this? Appreciate the fact that we are going to a school and that we have teachers and we have good teachers. The opportunity to have a successful life. Not that you can't be successful without school. But, like, you know, it's very, very helpful to have a full high school education to be successful in your I mean, well, in terms of the education we're talking about, like... It's very, it's very, very no, yeah. necessary and important, yeah. I say. And with that, I think... Not necessarily college, though. If that's okay, college anyways, is a different anyways. topic. College is a different topic. Um, but with that, I think we have talked about yeah, everything. everything. So I want to... We can... So, right. We should also... How was your last episode? How, yeah, how was yeah. your last In person. episode? In person. It was, it was all good until Gianna stabbed me. <laughs> also, you have a piece of glass do on I? your leg. Oh she, my yeah, gosh! We actually have, oh have to be careful. Jenna quit. She <laughs> broke her screen. She took her screen protector off her phone, and now she's like ripping it up on my basement. <laughs> it's, I'm not ripping it up. Okay, it's, oh, I took it off because it's been it's been a, it's been a hassle, and I, I accidentally took it off. And so then I was like playing with it a little bit, and then all of a sudden Cassie yanked it away from me. Not even because, my fault. Because it was making a lot of noise, and Jenna wouldn't let it go, and she pulled it into my finger. And also, shy. <laughs> <laughs> I did not do that. You did that. Shira Ramaji, MD, over here <laughs> fished my my broken glass out of my bloody wound. Oh, yeah, with the tweezer. Guys, a lot of things happen on this podcast that you don't see. Yes, you don't see we took, I went to the bathroom in the room, and we did, they, I came back, and no one was ready to record. We took, like, a two-hour break in the middle. I wonder what people who've never seen our faces think we look like. <laughs> probably stupid <laughs> no listen like we got here we got they got here at one o'clock and no, it was not like, even one mama like two like no 1:30. no no no. you guys got here at one and now it's 4 30 <laughs> we've recorded like not even 20 minutes of content <laughs> this is an immature podcast it's not yeah, summed so, up. okay anyways anyways thank you thank guys you. so much for listening to this episode if you want to send in any suggestions you can um dm us at immature podcast or send us a voice memo uh, anchor.fm slash immature podcast. It's it. been a while, but I still remember. Thank it. you also to the teachers like for letting us in, for interview you, in, for letting us interview you. Yeah. Yes, we you wow. rock. It actually was Thank really fun so getting much. to interview them. And I did yeah, like it was really I miss all my teachers. Can't yeah. wait to see them again. Yeah. I actually had to go to school early, so that was kind of. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> I love you.